It is time to convene. Unlock the doors. Set the table. For the love of everything that is good, we need our heroes to return and talk about movies and television. We need the Council of the Multiverse. On today's Council, Isaiah M. Washington. You may now be seated and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Council of the Multiverse podcast. This is a movie and television review podcast hosted by the council member, myself, Isaiah M. Washington. And today, we got a bigger topic, an overall problem that we got to deal with. We got to tackle this. We're doing a state of the MCU because following the release of the Marvels, It is now the lowest grossing movie in the franchise. I'll say that one time for the one time, two time for the two time. The Marvels is their lowest grossing movie in the MCU. We got to talk about that because that's a real problem. Because my first thought, let's jump right into it. State of the MCU here on the Council of the Multiverse, right? You mean to tell me that the Marvels, in terms of uh, if, if we're saying quality equals how much money it makes, you're telling me that the Marvels is worse than Thor The Dark World. You're telling me that the Marvels is worse than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You're telling me that the Marvels is worse than Black Widow. The Marvels doesn't deserve this. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't deserve this. It's a fun movie. Is it the best movie? No, of course not. It's got some problems. It's got some problems. But does it have as many problems as past movies? I don't think so. I don't think so. So it got me thinking. I put my thinking cap on. Like Kevin Feige, right? Put that cap on. I'm thinking. Why is this the movie that makes the least amount of money? in comparison to the budget and and all that stuff. Why? Because the movie itself, I don't think I'll answer my own questions that I just asked. I don't think it's as bad as Thor 2. I don't think it's as bad as Ant-Man Quantumania. I don't think it's as as bad or like, uh, not as bad, but as insignificant as Black Widow. I don't think that's the case at all. So why... Is it that the Marvels is in the spot that it's in? I think it's down to the timing of the release. That's what I think it is. And the lack of interest overall of the fan base currently. I think that's why. I don't think it's the movie's fault. I believe that if you switch the Marvels and Ant-Man Quantumania, like if Quantumania just came out last month and then Captain Mar- the, the, the Marvels came out earlier this year, it would be Ant-Man right now in this conversation. It would be the lowest grossing movie. I think the timing is a big part of the reason why this movie didn't make as much money as it should have. It's more of a culmination, a result of the bigger problem that they're having in the MCU, which we're going to touch on in just a moment. 
I don't think this is the Marvel's problem. But, you know, the Disney CEO currently would like to have you believe that's the problem, that the movie is the actual problem. Because big Bob Iger recently talked about the Marvels and its performance. And he said that it failed because of a lack of supervision from producers on set. It failed due to lack of supervision on set. That's why the Marvels made so little money to him. The CEO, the one making the big calls, that's what he believes is the reason. My question is, what about Thor Love and Thunder? What about Secret Invasion? Let's talk about those. Those are also failures. Is that also a lack of supervision? Or, or what is it? Because if it's a lack of supervision for all of these, so you're just out here telling me that like for the past two, two and a half, three years on these sets, just nobody's keeping an eye on what the hell's going on and then we just put out these movies? No, no. I'm not buying that for one second. I'm not buying that for one second. And it's, it's weird to think about because either Bob Iger knows that's not the reason for the failure and he's choosing not to acknowledge the real problem or he actually believes that's the problem. Either way, it's bad. You can't, you can't, there's no winning scenario here because either he actually believes that there's a lack of supervision and that's the problem why the movie didn't do well, meaning in the future projects that they're working on, there's going to be a hell of a lot more supervision, which I like to tell you that's probably part of the problem with these movies and shows. There's too much supervision. It's, it's too locked down. So he's either going to tighten up supervision on the future stuff, which is a problem, or he knows the actual problem and he's refusing to fix that problem. Either way, either way, it, it is not a good sign for us, for the viewers, for the fans. This is not a good sign. This is very, very uh, disheartening to hear that he's just completely... Like, there's a lack of supervision, let's blame the director, let's blame everybody and not fix the actual problem. Even though we have other bombs, right? We got other bombs in, in the MCU right now. We're not even going to acknowledge those failures. We're just going to acknowledge this specific movie because it's not performing as well with the money it's making. I'm not listening to any word that Bob Iger says ever again. No way. He's not going to gaslight me. But I saw the headline and this is what prompted me to do this podcast. Because if he's going to not acknowledge the real problem that we're having currently, I will. We're having a state of the MCU right here, right now. I think a big thing is the shows, right? When, when, they, when they launched Disney+, Plus, this was their focus. And it still kind of is their focus. Like, they, they go all in on these shows. Are they very good? No. But the focus on, on what they put their money to are on these shows, Right, you got Quantumania over here. You know, the CGI is like half-baked because they're putting money over onto these shows. They're like, we got to get this stuff on Disney+. Plus. We got to get those subscribers, right? The problem is the series aren't that important and they aren't that good. They aren't must-see. People aren't out here salivating on their Disney Plus homepage waiting for a new show to drop. Nobody's really watching it like that. And then Disney and Marvel looks at us and they're like, hey, the selling point of this Captain Marvel sequel 
This movie that made a billion dollars a couple years ago, the selling point here is that she's being joined by two characters that were introduced in shows on Disney Plus on these things that the majority of the fan base doesn't even watch or care about. Yeah, she's going to be joined. So we got three leads. One that is at best divisive. I'm a big Captain Marvel fan, but I a lot of people don't like her for a lot of different reasons. So she's divisive. So it's Captain Marvel. It's two people that if you're just like, you got to think about the casual people, you know, the casual people who make most of the money when you go to the movies, they're not watching these shows or they don't care about these shows. Your selling point for this movie is, Hey, these two people from the shows are coming into this movie. Nobody cares. Relatively speaking, nobody cares. So then they're just go look at us and, and be like, why, why are you not coming to see this movie? Does it matter? Does anybody care? What really happens? What really happens? Apart from, you know, the ending stuff. What really happens in the movie? I like the movie. It's a fun movie, but like it's it's not essential viewing. Like the movies used to be. The shows themselves aren't essential viewing. None of this is essential viewing. Why are we surprised that nobody cares and nobody's going to the movies? Why are we surprised? I hate to break it to you. That's not a selling point. Nobody cares. And I think later on, right before the movie came out, they knew that's that's not the right approach and nobody really cares. That's not a selling point for the movie. So you know what they started to do? They straight up lied in the final trailer to, to the Marvels. I don't know if you've seen this. Well, I'll, I'll explain it to you. They straight up lied in the trailer. They started it off with some clips from older movies. Not the, not the first Captain Marvel movie. No, no, no. no. You know what they did? They, they showed you clips of Tony Stark, of Captain America, and then of Captain Marvel in Endgame, right? And then there's a voiceover from Captain Marvel saying, we destroyed Thanos, but it's not over yet. And then they show a clip of Thanos, and then there's a Thanos voiceover, which I think they either, they either used AI, AI to create it, or it's like some very very old unused dialogue that they had from infinity war and Endgame, or they straight up just like cut pieces of dialogue together. It's one of the three, but they had Thanos say, my work is inevitable. There will always be more to finish it. And right when they say to finish it, they cut to the villain of the Marvels implying that there's a connection between the villain of this movie and Thanos, or at the very least, a connection between her and Thanos's plan. Spoiler for the Marvels, Thanos isn't mentioned. The plan isn't mentioned. There is no connection between the villain of that movie and Thanos. There is absolutely no connection whatsoever. But the rest of the trailer, after they do that, they blatantly lie to you. And then the rest of the trailer, there's little, you hear the notes of the Avengers theme song. So they knew late into this marketing plan that nobody really cares about Miss Marvel or Monica jumping into the movies and joining Captain Marvel. Nobody really cares. So they say, you know what? We're going to lie to them. We're going to tell them that they're, the movie's more important than it actually is. And we're, we're going to bank on nostalgia to get people to, into the theaters. And you know what? Shout out to us. They think we're stupid. We are not stupid. People didn't go see the movie. I mean, I did, but you know, 
I like Captain Marvel. The people who, who didn't care, they didn't waver. So I respect them. Nobody went to see the movie. Nobody got tricked. Nobody got tricked by the Thanos voiceover. They didn't see the movie. So I'm happy about that. I'm not happy that they, they're taking the wrong lesson from their failure here. That's what I'm not happy about. And we have the Dreadlock Demolition Machine Bojack listening to the podcast live on Twitch.tv saying, I think another thing that hurts the shows is that sometimes it seems like they really matter to the main MCU and sometimes it's very obvious they don't matter at all. But also like WandaVision seemed like it was going to be really important and then it wasn't at all. Yes, very true. I was about to get to that. That's one of my points. Right on the nose. The next thing I want to touch on is that it's no surprise to me that the two most watched premieres, because I don't think they give out the numbers for like all of the shows and all the episodes, but they do for the premieres. It's no surprise that the two most watched premieres are Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier for different reasons. One is that these are shows that spawn from the movies, right? They spawn from characters that people already know from the movies. That's very simple. People can get into that. You like Sam Wilson as Captain America? Oh, you get to see what happens next with him. Okay, let me watch that show. Oh, Wanda and Vision? Oh, I remember Vision was in Infinity War. He got that stone ripped out of his head. Oh, there's Wanda. I like her. She's cool. She almost beat Thanos in Endgame. Let me watch his show. And that's that's the selling point. You're like, okay, I know these people. Let's see what they do next, right? It's very simple. Very simple. The shows should expand upon the movies, right? And also... We're two, two and a half years into these shows. It's still low-key and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Those are some of the first shows they, they put out, right? My point is, I'm getting to it. This is my point. That was before that people knew that these shows aren't going to be very important. They're not going to be very good. They're not going to be very interesting. They're not going to be essential viewing. Once people caught on to that, you're not seeing like Secret Invasion Ooh, that, that's a bad example because that ooh, it did the opposite. But you're not seeing news reports of Secret Invasion being one of the most watched premieres of the MCU shows, right? You're not seeing that. You haven't seen that since Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, the first year. This is years ago at this point that they're like making records on the premieres because, you know, people are realizing they don't really matter. But they're going about it the wrong way. They're, they're, they're the majority of these shows are introducing characters, right? That nobody really knows. And then at this point, people know the shows don't even really matter anyway. So it's like, oh yeah, here's Miss Marvel. I mean, okay, cool. But like how many people are going to watch that? How many people are going to care? What is this show about? The whole appeal of the MCU is that it's one story, right? It's, it's all connected somehow. But, you know, ever since Endgame, it's like everything is like only some things connect to each other, but sometimes they don't. And, you know, it's like a puzzle, which could be fun if if these shows and movies are very interesting while they're doing it. That's the problem, though. They're not. They're kind of boring. You're sitting through six hours of content that is like, OK, but why did they make this? This wasn't very interesting on its own. And then you keep doing that enough times, which they have, you're going to run into a problem where you have the Marvels, which isn't the worst movie they made, but is out here performing worse than any movie that they've ever made. So we're at a low point for sure. And it's very, it's very concerning. 
especially again, I bring up that Bob Iger quote. It looks like they, they don't even know how to fix the problems that they have. And again, listening live, Bojack says, I cringe thinking about Secret Invasion. Moon Knight was one of their best shows and we have had zero idea if the character is ever coming back. Very true. We, no clue. No clue at all. Uh, is there going to be a season two? You would assume so. But like, when is that happening? Like three years after season one? The current view on the MCU is still, even after years of these shows existing, because this is their own fault, the current view is still that the movies are what's worth watching. If these shows aren't essential and are being led by a completely new character, of course, only a fraction of the audience is going to watch and care about these shows. And then even then with the shows, the shows themselves barely even matter. I don't want to talk about this because it, it makes me sad talking about a show that I thought was going to be so good. But th this is the best example I could give to what I'm talking about. Do you or do you not? I wouldn't blame you if you don't. Remember the ending of Secret Invasion. The time between Secret Invasion, like the, the release of Secret Invasion and the release of the Marvels is like the shortest gap between a story through line between a show and a movie. It was only a couple months, right? What was the overlap between the two? Absolutely none. There was no overlap whatsoever. I mean, the only thing, there was one thing, but I don't even count this, but let me tell you why. The only thing that carried over from Secret Invasion to the Marvels was the idea of a treaty between the Kree and the Scroll. But I'm not counting that because they immediately threw that out the window at the very start of the movie. It didn't even matter. And what was the point of Nick Fury bringing his wife up to space because she's the best diplomat we got when she literally did not even appear in the movie? What was the point of that? And that's just one example. These movies now, it's not just the shows. The shows are, you know, very early on within like the first year, people start catching on to, to the pattern and the nature of what these shows are. And they're like, uh, you know, maybe if I have time, I'll, I'll watch this show, but it's not essential viewing. It's not must see. It's not every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever day that they choose for that specific show. It's not, Hey, here right at midnight or whatever. I'm here watching this episode. Like it was for like, you know, WandaVision, Falcon and Loki. People aren't doing that because they know what these shows are. But now it's very obvious that the movies now are also declining in quality. The shows, the series on Disney Plus, their selling point is connecting to the movies is rarely used. And both the movies and the shows feel like they, they're like playing roulette to see what they're building up to. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Hawkeye. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, build up to Daredevil, kind of a little bit. He's like, okay, let's put Daredevil and She-Hulk. Okay, what is She-Hulk building up to? Uh, I mean, like, maybe she's going to be in Daredevil, but maybe not. And then, like, maybe it's going to be like a, a Hulk movie. But, like, you know, is that going to be, like, four or five years away? Like, like we, we, it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's like a puzzle, but it's not a fun puzzle. It's like a very confusing puzzle with mediocre pieces that, that it's no fun to put the pieces together now. Like, the Eternals, that Celestial in the ocean. It just doesn't feel like overall we're building up to anything. Even though like, you know, meta, we could talk about it in a meta way and like, you know, 
we are supposed to be building towards, you know, Kang with the Avengers movie and then Secret Wars. Like, we know far out what it's supposed to be building to, but, like, it doesn't feel like it. None of these feel like anything. Like, for example, in Miss Marvel, at the end right there, they're like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, like, I looked at your DNA and you're like, you're a mutant, brother. And then she's like, what? And then, like, spoilers for the Marvels. Spoilers. But, like, they're touching on some X-Men shit in the future now. Like, definitively. But it's not involving Miss Marvel. At least not right now. She seems to be doing this, like, team with the younger Avengers. Now, with the with the new Hawkeye, with uh, Kate Bishop. And it's like... You literally have a movie that she's in and it's going to end with some X-Men shit that you already established her being a mutant, but we're not going to, we're not going to carry that over. We're not going to connect those two. We're going to have her do something else. Huh? It's like, okay. So like, so this mutant thing in a show that came out in 2022, Miss Marvel. Now this new mutant, she's in a movie at the end of 2023 that has some X-Men stuff, but we're not going to like connect those two. So then like Miss Marvel, if you're watching Miss Marvel and you want to see her do some mutant stuff, you got to wait past 2023, even though she was in something that included X-Men. It's confusing. It's confusing. I don't know what they're doing. It just, the things that we are building up to is like, we have to wait so long for a continuation. Like the Miss Marvel thing I just mentioned. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier set up the next Captain America movie, right? That show aired in early 2021. The movie coming out in 2025. A four-year wait. A four-year wait. How can, you, how can you possibly look at me and tell me that I absolutely need to watch this movie because it's important when whatever's happening in the movie isn't important enough to put it earlier than a four-year wait between the events of the show and the movie. I mean, uh, I'm forgetting her name right now, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus, right, putting together this team. It can't be that bad because none of the other shows or movie are, like, acknowledging what she's doing. And then by the next time we see it in the Captain America movie, it's been four years. It it can't be that important or uh, she can't be that evil we have a plan that's going to have major ramifications if we're waiting this long to see a follow-up. Eternals out here setting up Blade in 2021. That movie, at the earliest, is going to be coming out in like 2025. Another four-year wait. Loki Season 1 set up Kang that appeared in Quantumania. That's cool. But then Kang was defeated in that movie. Then in Loki Season 2, they set up Kang again. It doesn't look like we're getting... Loki season three, right? So what are we building up Kang for? Like, like the 2026 Avengers movie where he's going to be defeated again. That's, that's a long time to wait to just see this, this villain that just, it's almost like every time we see him, he just gets defeated. It's just unfortunate right now. It just feels so aimless. They put their focus on these Disney plus shows yet. They don't care enough to make the shows great and worthwhile, and must-see viewing. And then now, the movies are declining in quality. It's just tough. That's the state of the MCU right now. Movies have fallen off. Now we're at the point where movies that don't even necessarily deserve to uh, have a little box office, they're 
performing horribly. And then the shows, people are seeing right through that. They're like, these, these are not worth it. Like, Secret Invasion was universally disliked. Universally. I have not talked to one person that said, overall, they like Secret Invasion. There's like bits and pieces. As all these shows do, they have bits and pieces of greatness. But nobody's out here saying, oh yeah, Secret Invasion, I'm glad they made that. That was fully worth my six hours of my time. Nobody, nobody's saying that. And that's crazy. You can't even lock down the common denominator in your audience. The one who just goes, hey, let's turn this on. Let's see some pew pew. Like, I don't care about the story. Let's, let's just see some pew pew stuff. They, you can't even lock them down anymore. Even they know that these shows aren't fun. But again, Bob Iger wants, wants you to know if something fails like this, the problem is the lack of supervision. It, it's too locked down. It's, it's too much freedom that they're having. It's just very unfortunate. When they first announced Secret Invasion, it's like the greatest fucking thing ever. I'm like, this is going to be bigger than Endgame. How can it not be? People were out here right after Endgame came out. They're like, oh yeah, nothing's going to top this. And I'm just sitting there like, if they do Secret Invasion, that's clearly, if they play their cards right, it's clearly going to be much bigger. And then they announced, I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit, we're back, baby. We are back. And then this buildup or lack thereof to it is just... Now I'm like, is it going to be big? Is it going to be big? I really don't know how they're going to pull it off. Because even though they keep delaying these Avengers movies and they still are a far ways out, like how do they fix all these problems within like two years? Because the first Avengers movie I think is, that's the 2026 one. That's the first one. How are you going to fix this in two years? And then in 2024, didn't even mention this. It's a dry year. We got Deadpool. We got Echo. We got Agatha, and then we got the X-Men cartoon, which I don't think is... I mean, it could it could pull like a what-if thing, but like that's going to be like a side thing, right? The X-Men cartoon. That's what I'm thinking. So it's really like Agatha, Echo, and Deadpool. That's, that's what we're looking for in the entire year of 2024. It's a dry year. But maybe that's for the best. Maybe 2024 is the best time for them to really sit down and figure out what they are doing and how they they should move forward because i can tell you right now a lack of supervision is not your problem you need cohesiveness you need it's really it's really the shows because they put so much focus on these shows and then they're just not they're just not it they're just not it like the movies are like i wouldn't say it's horrible quality there has been a decline but like you know even before endgame and stuff they had some duds here and there or not duds, but just some are just like, Oh yeah, that was a cool movie. But like, yeah, that was fun. You know, it's like Ant-Man was not like, that was a bad example. Cause later on qu- the quantum realm and stuff, but like when it first happened, Ant-Man was like, you know, it's a cool smaller movie in between. What was it? An Avengers movie. And then Captain America civil war. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. It's not the biggest thing. And like people didn't have a problem with that. So, The movies are of similar quality as before, but it's just now with these shows and then this lack of cohesion between the two. I think that's making these movies appear worse than they are. So, man, I don't know. That's the state of the MCU. It's very, 
not interesting, which is the most interesting thing to say. Deadpool looks very fun, though. So hopefully we finally get some answers. I feel like we may on, on the whole time travel stuff, on the different timelines, because Loki season one and two, they're, they're good. But like uh, they pose more questions than answers, you know. There's still there's still things I need answers for in this whole multiverse saga to make me actually care about the stakes of the multiverse and the ramifications of basically anything. Pruning the timelines, the multiversal war. Like they need to actually set the stakes of what's happening here in like a big way. We need to see it. We need to see it. We can't just go back to the he who remains table at the end of time where he could talk about hypothetically what's going to happen. We need to actually like see what, what's getting set up here. I think Deadpool might do that. But yeah, 2024, man, dry spell. I might even just take the next year since I'm looking to do this podcast more. We may just do an MCU rewatch podcast. Go back to the glory days. Have some fun. And then like by the time we're done, it's the end of the year. And then we're almost to the 2025 movies. I think that might be the move. I just talked myself into doing that because what they got, they have to have with these shows, they have to have like at least, at least like 40, 45 projects. They have to, there's been like 10 shows. There's been like 30 movies, at least around 40. So that's most of the next year. Yeah. I talked myself into that. We're doing a rewatch podcast. We're going to get that magic back into the veins, but that was the, that was the podcast. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I just want to talk about my thoughts on the state of the MCU. Mainly it was to defend the Marvels because the Marvels does not deserve all the hate it's getting or the, or the uh, performance that it got in terms of the money that it made. It does not deserve it. It's a bigger MCU problem. You cannot tell me that the Marvels is worse than Thor love and thunder. You cannot tell me that this was the council of the multiverse podcast. Thank you for listening on all the podcast services we stream it live on twitch.tv i'm figuring some things out with this podcast we got some plans i think i've already locked myself down to the next year doing a rewatch podcast we're probably going to do a podcast about echo when that comes out next month um whenever agatha comes out we're gonna do one about that deadpool definitely got to do a podcast about deadpool and we're probably gonna journey outside of the mcu too watch some movies watch some shows because the boys is coming around Ooh, ooh! talk about a dry spell that's the opposite of a dry spell i am sweating i'm frothing at the mouth for season four of the boys especially after gen v oh my so thanks for listening we'll see you next time this has been the council of the multiverse